There we go. Coming to you live from Nostalgic Books and Comics in San Gabriel, California. This is Dre's Geek Philosophy. The Monday edition. The Monday after Father's Day. He's a father. Uh, we have Jai Polder here with us on my left and on my right. Per usual, we have people in It's a three-man booth today. We're, we're, we're like WWE, forcing three people in the booth. We have our commentator... A regular and a black person. That's totally. how they do it in WWE. <laughs> they, oh, well, actually, no. They got rid of the black guy. I'm going to name it wrong. But what? Hey, who cares about that kind of stuff? <laughs> you know what it also is? It's the Monday after E3. Yeah, this past this past week, I finally got to go back to the Electronic Entertainment Expo. And you know what? It wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was, it was not... It, uh, see, Jai over here, he's a, he's a veteran of many E3s. That's why I asked him to come down uh, this Monday. Uh, Pete, you're a veteran of many uh, conventions. Yeah. yeah. And, and unfortunately, the, uh, the, as I was saying last week, I don't know if I talked about it a lot on last Monday's show, but the, the Electronic Entertainment Expo used to be a show that was a trade show. It was mm-hmm. a show that was meant for people in the industry. Of course, hooligans like myself and Mr. Jai here, we would sneak in. To the show by Hooker <laughs> Crook. Yeah, if you if you knew the, the your way around a thing or two, if you knew yeah. how to manipulate some W twos and some paycheck stubs, you could get into E three. There was a lot of uh, uh, chicanery. Chicanery, <laughs> or as I was as I was telling, I, I would tell my, my lovely fiance Rosama, a lot of goobers, and uh, we we were goobers back then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but nowadays they sell a goober pass or a gamer pass. <laughs> trying for, to make that money. They they they, uh, they clearly are trying to make up for all the money they're not getting because. One of the big differences from this year's E3 compared to E3s of the past, uh, EA has stopped going. They throw their they threw their own shindig over the weekend at the Hollywood Palladium. And it's not just EA. Sony is not in it. Uh, I'm, getting, uh, I'm about to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Sony was no show. No no show for Sony. They did not want to pay the millions of dollars to put up a giant monolith <laughs> of their own. Microsoft took their ball and went across the street to LA Live. It's that, easier that way. Is that Microsoft Theater? Exactly. Mundo, my friend. They were at that yeah. Microsoft Theater, which I actually didn't even head on over there. I, I think my E3 pass would have got me into whatever shenanigans they were doing, but I didn't feel like walking all the way the fuck over there. Because, <laughs> goddamn, that, that, I, I went one day. I went Tuesday, and that was it. If you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see all, all the videos that I took. I, I was very focused, because this is the first time I went to E3, and I treated it like work. I, I spent a good... Four hours just taking video, taking photos, just running around trying to gather content for you people. You ungrateful. <laughs> you people. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. But I, I wanted to, to actually treat it like I should have been treating it for a lot of years if I actually had the wherewithal to start a podcast years ago right after I left Nintendo. Because there's no way I would have been able to get away with this while I was working with the big grand. And remember, take a drink. Dre's Geek Philosophy drinking game. Anytime I mention I work for Nintendo, take a drink. Yeah, I busted out all, all these older shirts from out of, out of storage. I've been wearing them specifically for the podcast. But yeah, E3, it was it, it was incredibly disappointing. Now, you you have fond memories of E3s in the past, oh, my man. friend, Jai Baldor. Beautiful Joe, man. That was the first time I played it. That's right. Now, that was what, 2002? Something like that, yeah. yeah that came out in 03, so it might have been, it might have been E3 03. Because E3 used to be this magical place where you got to play the games that were coming out over the next, you know, six days to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And 
But in addition to playing those games, especially as a person who was working retail at that time, mm-hmm. it gave us the opportunity to say, hey, this is a game that you need to keep an eye out for. It's going to play like this. It does this. It's got this. It's got this. So you had a leg up mm-hmm. on people who weren't able to go to E3. And of course, this is before the internet became as huge as it is now. Yeah. Where you nowadays you have people who are just like, okay, well, I don't have to go to E3. I can just go to Kotaku or go to uh, uh, GameSpot or wherever, and I can get all my news from there. Yeah. But back then, there was no internet. No. I mean, or there was very pedestrian internet. (laughs) The coverage was very. It take a long time for the for the coverage to get from. E3 to an internet website, or even when, when E3 had started, I looked that up, it was 1995. Back yeah. then, it was still print coverage. Yeah. You'd have to wait for the yeah, E3 three, issue next, of, three, of, of, of uh, EGM. EGM, or Game Informer, or, or Game Pro, or whatever your whatever, whatever Next you Generation. Mm-hmm. Best mag ever. But Next Gen, that was a good one. But even then, and even then, when we, were, when we first started going to E3, mm-hmm. yeah, the internet was there, but that was you know, when Media Player was the de facto video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who uses that now? Yeah, it was, it, the internet was around, but it wasn't the... It's not to where we have today, where there's no, there's no, there was no smartphones back yeah. then. I remember uh, one year I took, uh, like, uh, like, 08, I took a camcorder. Remember I those things? That. I'm an old man. <laughs> I've done that a few times. Get mad at everybody, cursing at everybody for walking in front of me while I'm videotaping yeah, those are good times. <laughs> but now, it's become, it's kind of like how Comic-Con was, or has become, where mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not really about what's coming out mm-hmm. so much as it is the spectacle. And even now, the spectacle is starting to take a back seat because they're just letting anybody in. Certain things they really probably should have just kept to the industry. You yeah. Know, a couple people would sneak their way in, mm-hmm. but... Well, actually, no. I, from like from '06 forward, I was in the industry, so <laughs> I wasn't. And I still stuck my way in. Yes. But yeah, you know, those people, you sneak your way in. Okay, fine, no problem. Nobody's gonna get on your case that much. But now, with them having uh, the gamers pass and whatnot, mm-hmm. the mysticism is gone. Yeah. Now it's become, uh, for lack of a better word, it's just another show now. Yeah. That, that that was what oh, that was the feeling I got as I was leaving. I, I did about like four and a half, five hours there, and it, it just felt like another convention. Now it felt like it, it was special before because it was a, it was a trade show. It was exclusive. It was exclusive. The I mean, everyone always talks about swags. Back then, there was free stuff you can get. I I'll, still have all my t-shirts. Yeah, well, it wasn't even just shirts. Remember, Nintendo, there were some years where they were giving away all kinds of cool shit. There was one year, like, you had to wait in a long-ass line, but at the end of the line, they put you in a little roulette wheel, and you could win a Game Boy Advance. You could walk away with a Nintendo system. Yep, I remember that. You could walk away with with an SP. That was insane. The guy next to me won. I almost Mm -hmm. jumped in, but (laughs) I'm very skinny and (laughs) non-threatening. Yeah, I remember coming home with accessories. Like, you'd, you'd... They'd hand you accessories for your Game Boy or... or, or, Hey, check this out. Here's some stuff. Well, because it it was just supposed to be a trade show. The very first E3 I went to was when Kingdom Hearts had just gotten announced announced the year before. I went 2002, and I got to play it. Oh, it might have actually been 2001. I actually got to play it. I remember like, oh, cool. And I didn't have to wait in the line. There wasn't a a gigantic line to wait behind an hour, an hour and a half of people. 
there was just a bunch of booths at the Square Enix booth. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it might have even been the Disney. It was the Disney booth and at the Square Enix booth. At the Disney booth, I remember I walked into the, They had this cool tunnel. They kept playing the trailer. You walk through I the tunnel. And then, oh, cool. A whole bunch of places to try out get the game. And you could just do that. And I think that might have been the same year. It was at the GameCube. Yeah. And I got to play Metroid Prime. No problem. Just walk up. All right, cool. I'm playing Metroid Prime. And the Nintendo person would tell me all about it. All right, cool. Uh, it was just like, you could just walk up and play the games. I remember it was, it was very weird. Like the Nintendo booth was just like, I remember some of the, the games had enclosed little rooms. You'd go into the enclosed yeah. room so the sound system could hit you. Yeah. And I remember playing like, like trying out, they had Wind Waker. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? This is insane. <laughs> it, it was just, yeah, that's what the show used to be. And now it's just it's it's a line con. Yeah. It, it yeah. just lines and like uh, even because the cool thing with the industry pass and then the, the gamer pass, so the, the industry pass you actually had three hours where you had to show to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like like for the first day when I went, it was like eleven to two. It was industry own industry media and uh, exhibitors. That's it. Everyone else who mm-hmm. had the the, the uh, gamer pass, yeah. they, they're like these orange passes. They got let in at two. But, Afterwards, ever the distinct difference between all right, before two p.m. All right, I could walk around. I still couldn't play anything because everything was in close. I remember the, the first E three we went to after it came back. Mm-hmm. We went like in two thousand nine. Everything became closed off. Yeah, I remember the Capcom booth had like six playable things, and then there was a wall, and then where the actual people who were going in for meetings got to go inside and play stuff. And that's I'm, that's when I knew I'm like, shit is different now. Mm. But for those who don't know, the E3 in 2006, it did become a fucking spe- a spectacle. Even at that point, it had gotten out of control yep. to where uh, you had to wait in a five-hour line to play the Wii. I remember that. That, that was insane. I, I did th- not wait in that line. There was no way I was waiting. It, it, it was insane. There was a giant line there, and then everyone was playing live music trying to draw people over. There were the, scant- the, the scantily clad booth babes were all over the place, which oh, I'm sure you, you missed those days. And it became more about everyone just trying to outspend each other and that's what I think we're an EA a Sony we're complaining to the Entertainment Software Association like hey this isn't what this show like the show was becoming kind of like what Comic Con was happening Comic Con yeah. yeah. and the show went away uh, it, it technically went away for two years from 07 and 08 in 07 they had it in an airplane hangar in Santa Monica which was a bad idea it was very utilitarian where like everybody got a six foot table it looked like the East LA Cape yeah. where everyone it didn't matter how big or how low you were in the, in, the, in the industry, everybody got a six-foot table. You bring your own monitors, you bring your own stuff, and you just set up. And yeah. it was specifically, okay, we were turning it back into just a basic trade show. Yep. And that was, and then, of course, everyone complained. So in 2008, they had it in just the concourse hall, where oh, the I porn conventions that. where the porn conventions yeah. would normally happen, just in the middle. There are some big rooms in that concourse, yep. and they had... And then everybody basically got a 10 by 10 space. Yeah. Yep. Instead of just a six foot table. And even then, people still kind of complain, okay, we want, they want to, they wanted to bring want back the the, uh, some of the spectacle. They wanted to, you know, I, I think some of the other companies wanted to spend more. And obviously your bigger companies are like, oh, they're not getting, no, they do the phrase I use all the time on the podcast, return on investment. Yep. Where, the, the, I, of course, the original purpose of the electronic Entertainment but it was, the publishers and the console manufacturers got to meet with titans of industry, where you had your leaders from Walmart and Target and GameStop and Best Buy and so on and so forth. There was more 
Titans of Industry back in the day. Now everything's just Amazon. Yeah. But back then, they could meet and then they could try the games and they can kind of, and then the goal was to get these buyers excited about these games so they would go back to their bosses and order more. Mm-hmm. Order more Call of Duties. Order more freaking the next uh, EA Sports game. I will never forget the first time I saw the EA booth. And this was probably like around the PS2 era. So it was like 02 or 03. And they had this giant wall freaking monitor. It, was just, it went all the way across the entire booth. And then watching Burnout 3 explode oh, on there. And it was just like, I was just like, sensory overload. It was amazing. I were like, that game looks fucking cool. And I went back to our store. I played Burnout 3. Hey, you know what? The game is fucking cool. <laughs> and then seeing uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, like, whoa, yes. what the fuck? A sequel to Knights of the Old Republic, but it's online? What the fuck? Yep, I remember those. There, there was a, a spec. I mean, EA, oh, I remember EA would freaking go all out and they'd spend like crazy on their booth. But now everyone's kind of just like, yeah. No, they're 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 pulling back. Activision, literally, they just they were in the the because ups, a lot what a lot of the people who go to E3 don't know is that there are a lot of deals happening upstairs. Uh-huh. There's those if you walk into the West Hall, there's these three or four escalators mm-hmm. go up. That's where all the real shit is happening. Upstairs, each of the companies has a meeting room, and even though Sony and Microsoft and the and and and, and freaking Activision and they weren't. They didn't have a table, or they didn't have a booth. They were upstairs. They had meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. They were all still taking meetings. And, were, and, and, and like I said, my, my current job, working for, for my boss in, 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 in freaking game distribution, I'm more connected to the industry now than I ever was when I worked for Nintendo. Fucking crazy. He was. He spent all three days there. He didn't want to be there all three days. My, my poor boss. At Dusty Games. If you want to get some games? <laughs> at Dusty Games, our awesome sponsor. Love my it. boss... He was freaking, had to go back and forth. He didn't want to go back the third day, but he had to. He, had, he was taking meetings with a whole bunch of different people. Because he is a freaking big distributor internationally. Nice. <laughs> we don't just sell here in America. We sell all over the world. I pulled a, I pulled a freaking order for Hong Kong. I pulled an order for freaking Japan today. Cool. We, 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 sell, we sell to a whole bunch of people. Do you guys sell to Play Asia? Do you know? That may be who I pulled an order for today. <laughs> I won't either confirm nor deny that. Fifth, I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's one of the first things that tripped me out. I'm like, what? Play Asia? Wait, I used to order from them. <laughs> I still order from them. Well, <laughs> whenever the new Bayonetta game comes out, because I need the soundtrack. You need the soundtrack for her old, old Bay. Your, yes, your, your Bay Bayonetta. She is. She is. <laughs> Who was and, mysteriously absent at this year's E3, but... Well, because we're supposed to get a Bayonetta 3, but that's eventually, I'm sure, it's going to co-publishing with Nintendo and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So let me, so instead of going on about the negatives, let me talk about some of the positives. Let me talk about if you haven't checked out our videos on our YouTube page, uh, they're, they're all there's links posted all over Dre's Geek Philosophy Facebook page. But the, the first thing I saw was the Sega uh, Sega booth. They had a big display of uh, freaking Sonic and the and, and Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. They're doing because the, it's going to be in Japan. Hey, wait, Sega's based in Japan, so yeah, they're putting in a whole lot of effort in this one, <laughs> more so than London or. Or some of the other games that, they, that, that, that have happened before. So they had a huge booth for that, but they also had the Sega Genesis Mini, mm. which I love old games. I know you love old games. Mm-hmm. Old Fond games are fun. Of the Genesis. Old games are really fun. And they had it there, and it was playable. 
And it was really cool. And then what they also had, they had the world's largest Genesis controller, and it, and it was functional. Oh. So they had this giant D-pad, like giant buttons, <laughs> and a giant D-pad. People playing Sonic Dead, they're pressing down. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, hit the button and jump. It was like an arcade game. It was like instead, of, instead of like bopping freaking uh, uh, moles or freaking bopping buttons to make Sonic jump around. That, cool. that was really cool. Like, I, I'm pretty excited for that Sega Genesis Mini. I, I hope to acquire one myself at some point you know, later this year when it comes out in September. Hmm. A legit one, not the one that you can already get from the swap meet. Uh, yeah, or the, in those little kiosks it's in the middle the of the mall. Although yeah. there are yeah. some like licensed ones that they have done in the past. Like mm-hmm. there's ones that like could take Genesis cartridges on top of having a bunch of pre-installed games. Oh really? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, I forget who they licensed them through. It was some company that didn't look. In, it was like all I could hear about is that they were poor, poorly emulated. It was yeah. like just. It's just terrible, but it, there was one that like it looked like the second or third generation Genesis, and then like you plug in a Genesis cartridge and it would work. Oh, cool! It was like a Genesis and an emulator at the same time. Ooh, that was cool, but I, I never pulled the trigger on buying any one of those. Uh, so after that, I, I looked at the Nintendo booth, and the Nintendo booth was out of control. And the Nintendo booth just lines. They had a giant line for Pokemon Sword and Shield. They had a giant line to play. Uh, Luigi's Mansion because that, that was an enclosed area I kind of wish I'd gotten inside there mm-hmm. to, to at least just look at what all the, the, the Luigi's Mansion interiors I saw some photos from, from some friends of mine who worked for Nintendo and they, hey, it looked pretty awesome yeah because it was oh yeah and that, and that was it all they had at, at, at Nintendo was a Switch because the 3DS au revoir old friend <laughs> no more go well I think into the night the, the final mm-hmm. 3DS game might have come out last week it was Persona Q2 Hmm. And we sold a shitload of those at work. <laughs> we sold a metric ton, literally, <laughs> like a pallet's worth of them. Nice. Holy shit! People really wanted this uh, persona because people love Persona right now. And there was another line at Nintendo to get into like a big freaking playpen of like they had a bunch of third-party games like Bethesda's coming out with a shitload of Switch games like Elder Scrolls Online, Wolfenstein, Doom Eternal. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming from Bethesda. And we're like, oh, it's very surprising. And then they had a uh, Resident Evil Five. And six. Well, they only, had, they only had five playable there. Oh, dude. That's yeah. okay. They had five playable where people could, could play could try five. And then they had the game I'm most excited for from Nintendo coming out this year, hopefully. I know because er, everything from Nintendo comes out in 2019. A whole bunch of stuff comes out in 2019. Everyone else comes out in 2020. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like a, a bunch of games you're not going to play this year. Yeah. Was, was most of what was coming out. Oh, Nintendo's like, hold my fear. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, they had Legends of the Link's Awakening, uh, the remake of the, uh, the old GBA game. I'm never super. It, oh, that's the first Zelda game I ever beat. Oh, I, I killed <laughs> so many AA batteries. I murdered, <laughs> murdered so many AA batteries. I remember seeing a car dealership <laughs> be, trying to fight the underwater boss. There's an annoying underwater boss. And trying to play on a 2D. 2D plane on a on a old, old school GB, GB, <laughs> freaking olive and freaking green. Oh, oh man! Uh, oh man! Well, when I got my hands on the on the on, the, on, on no not the not PSP the GBA, but then getting the the, the, the SP version. Oh yeah. The, the the Link's Awakening SP. That was uh, it's all in color. This is amazing. <laughs> Link's Awakening, oh, it's Link's Awakening, the DX version. DX, yeah, Link's Awakening DX, yeah, nice, yeah. I have that, never seen the inside yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do my backlog. Uh, as you always do to other people, you are doing a disservice to yourself, <laughs> sir, for not ever having played a Link to the Past portable. It's an adorable Link to the Past portable. Oh, 
Oh, it's DL Reeve, yeah, or Resident Evil Five and Six. Uh, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, I don't know. They announced a couple of Smash Bros. characters. Yes, and the Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie, and uh, they announced uh, the Dragon Quest hero, in which everyone. And now it's like everyone's like, oh, what are the last two characters? Oh, if Banjo Kazooie was the third character they're going to show. They're obviously going to show something spectacular for the fourth and fifth characters. It might just be some random, who knows what from from Nintendo. We don't know. And yes, TL Reeve, we will be playing Resident Evil 5 online as soon as it comes out. That goes for you too, because I need an original partner. I, I have it for PS4, my friend. I, I don't. I have it for PS4. <laughs> if I have to get it for you for your birthday, I will get you Resident Evil 5 for PS4, and we can resume our, our hijinks. Or I can just bring my PS4 to your house, or you can come to my house, and we can do local co-op as is appropriate. Yes. For we can do it on my big fucking TV. <laughs> and we can do that with fucking right across. Boom. Bam, bam. I am game. I am game. Because, yes, that poor white woman does need saving. Her, her FICO score is far too high to be kidnapped by all these... Uh, <laughs> unscrupulous Negro. Un- unscrupulous Negro. Oh, yeah, because Resident Evil 5. See, Resident Evil 4 was all Hispanic people kidnapping me. That's okay. It's like, that was one of the few little like happy moments. Like, I'm glad I know Spanish. <laughs> well, all the swearing that they did in Resident Evil 4. Te voy a coger! I'm going to fuck you! I'm like, on a Nintendo console game? Oh my! You know, Clutch my pearls! You know, it's funny. Because I was playing that once a year, which I do. Yeah, it's Resident Evil 4. It's one of the greatest games ever made. Ever. And um, I was playing it, and my chick is watching me play, and she's hearing all the cursing, <laughs> and so she's laughing, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're laughing at because I'm too busy killing everything. Because you don't know what the fuck they're saying no for all these years. <laughs> I'm like, you have no what idea what all these villagers are screaming at you. No, obscenities. I, I just know that there's a bad guy over there, and he's either one trying to kill me, or two, he needs to die. That's all I know. So she's translating it for me, and I'm like. Oh, oh, yeah, you definitely have to die. <laughs> <laughs> you finally, uh, freaking 13 years later, you, you finally get to, me. <laughs> 13 years later, you finally get to understand how much they wanted to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it, was that, it, was that, it was one of those what you say about my mama type of lines. It was, it, it, that, that game was hilarious. It, it's it's out, of, out of control. You, you, don't, you don't even know. Uh, well, actually, you got to learn a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's answer Bradney's question. How do we feel about Swamp Thing getting canceled? Still confused. I don't know why I guess. <laughs> Warner Media is just gonna cancel the DC Universe app and turn it into the Warner Media app. End of story. That, that's that's the best uh, we can give you right there. They're, they're gonna get rid of the DC Universe app and just create a WB app of all the WB things. I, I saw an ignorant person say, "Oh, well, someone should buy DC Comics off of Warner." Like. Yeah, fuck. That's like buying Harry Potter at the same time. Let me go buy Mickey Mouse from Disney, alright? Yeah. No. Warner Brothers is yeah. more than happy to keep all those IPs in their ownership like they've been for ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Like I it's yeah, I, I I really have to stop reading like comments on articles. That's the oh god, it's like a cesspool of Hate and despair. Yeah. See, uh, Kia fans are the, the tax credit, but I think that was just a part of it. Yeah. I, I don't know. People, like, people from Warner Bros. keep denying the fact it was a financial thing, but it, I think it's, they're just going to they're gonna kill the app at some point yeah. and just create a Warner app of like, everything Warner. So you'll have, like, it, it'll be the counter to Disney+. Plus. It's just like freaking... Like, 
Yeah. It'll be like, just like, you know, Disney Plus has all their shit. Warner will just do after Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, yeah. DC Comics, any yeah. all their other, I, whatever other Looney Tunes. This is going to have. Too. Yeah, The Matrix. Yeah, they just have all that stuff in one app. Just like, and then we'll, we'll get to this point where we'll have to buy a super app for a hundred, two hundred dollars a year, and then we'll get all the apps. And then, we'll, hey, wait, I mean, fucking the ass just like I did with cable and satellite. Wait, no, no. I'm just gonna download it for free. Oh, right now. oh, Bradley, don't worry about comic book shops. Comic books will continue to exist because of copyright laws. They have to maintain all these books at a loss to make sure they hold their copyrights on all these valuable comic book characters they can turn into movies. So don't you worry, your sweet dad. Pete Molini will still have a comic shop. Yeah. <laughs> the comics will still continue to get printed, even at a loss. Yeah. <laughs> right? They have to. Uh, yeah, essentially. Essentially. To, yeah. to keep everything... To keep, keep all their characters, they have to keep publishing them. Yeah. I mean, they'll take some breaks like the Fantastic Four, but then they realize, oh shit, we gotta keep publishing them. But don't worry your sweet little head, Bradney. Comic books will still be around. They, they've survived 80 years. Yeah. They'll keep surviving. They're the one medium that, won't, that somehow keeps defying technology and logic. And they will continue to defy logic. For us, uh, at least through our days. Yeah. Unlike Kmart, and seem to be serious. So, speaking of, of, of companies hanging on and publishing things just to keep them relevant. Square Enix. See, I am the king of the segue. Square Enix. So, of course, half of the Square Enix booth was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know you are excited for it. I know former uh, executive producer Sam Zia is super excited for that. I've seen various opinions. Uh, This Final Fantasy VII Remake... Uh, people got to try it. They, they, mm-hmm. You had to line up and get tickets. You had to like show up like uh, Johnny on the spot. You had to be like, as soon as the doors opened at whatever, either 11 or 9 or whatever fucking daily, you had to go line up and go get your tickets. And they had two separate, they had they were kind of got two separate windows. One window for was for industry, and another window was for uh, for, uh, for Gamer Pass. So that way the Gamer Pass people didn't get fucked in the ass. They, they're, they're, you know what? Good on Square for doing that. And uh, I've heard various people say, oh, you know what? The demo was good. That's what I've been hearing. The demo was good. It plays a little bit like Final Fantasy XV. Which I, I st- I've only watched Final Fantasy XV. I still haven't played it personally. I've, I'm guessing that that's somewhere in your backlog of forever. Yeah. I, I keep hoping they're going to release the Switch version so that I could buy the game again. But I just don't have the time. Unless something comes out on... Some, bringing something out on the Switch is almost like a guaranteed guaranteed for me to buy it. Yeah, right there. TL right here on Facebook Live. That, that's the comment that, that, that that's, that's, you nailed it around the head, TL Reeve. There are only so many different expansion packs. Yeah. We don't know how many episodes because they said that. So, they're going to nickel and dime us on this yeah, one. Yeah, okay, so, the, the, the game they're releasing is going to be basically maybe like the first four or ten hours of the game. It's Midgar. It's Midgar. So You're going to charge me 60 bucks for two discs mm-hmm. See, for Midgar. In this game, in this Final Fantasy game, oh, you travel across this entire world. Um, and what they're selling everybody for $60 right off the bat is the first area that you're in. Pete, think of it like it's this. The, it's the cell phoneization of no. our console games. Here's this whole table is the whole world of Final Fantasy VII. What Square is doing is saying, hey, this box is what 60 they're going to They're going to charge you $60 for yeah. this box. That's what they're doing. You still have all this. 
Okay, how much? And that's Midgar. So on average, you still gotta get it, took, it, it took an average person to finish the game back when it came on the PS1. It's about 60, 70 hours to complete. And that's without going on side quests or yeah. if you wanted to make things easier for yourself, you spent more time. Or if you wanted to chase down the optional bosses or go murder Yuffie like I wanted to. I love Yuffie. Yuffie can die in a fire. Yuffie all man. For life. In a fire. For life. Leaving you with no goddamn fucking materia, walking around with only able to swing your dick around at all these enemies. Yeah. I'm like, I can't heal. I can't heal, bitch. This bitch took all my goddamn materia. She redeems it at the end of the game when you get her ultimate weapon, you give her the conformer, and you give her the transform materia, and you hit transform, which usually hits for like one eighth. You're wrong, son. Now she hits four nines, and you get you get max. Never out used her. Oh, dude, you Cloud, Tifa, Sid. That was my team. Cloud, Sorry, Barrett. Tifa, you Sorry, Barrett. You were you were in there for a while, homeboy. Oh, I, some of my friends were very concerned about how uh, how much of a black stereotype Barrett is playing. Barrett's been a black stereotype since 1997. Well, it was fine in 1997 to be a black stereotype, but in this you know in this uh, you know SJW world, the, the sport Unix to keep them like oh, I'm gonna kill these motherfuckers. It was bad then. The only difference it was really between bad. 1997 and 2019 is the fact that back then everybody was like, Oh my god, those Negroes are trying to make Ebonics a thing. And now they're like, Oh my god, you can't talk about Ebonics like that. Look, Chad, why don't you turn your hat frontwards and go cough on some testicles? Pick now to stop cursing God, son of a mother, this goat. Look, I know, this guy, he, he, has sworn, he has sworn away cursing. Man. I'm just saying... Final Fantasy VII, it looks beautiful, but if you're so hung up on how black Barrett is, I'll tell you what, why don't you get a rope and go hang yourself from a tree? <laughs> See? You could still be vicious without using swear words. Somebody's going to get mad at me for that. Oh, Plus, yeah. you have to pay extra for optional gameplay, clothes, extra boss. Yeah, they're just going it, to... It's it's like hey, a cell phone game. How would you like to fight Ruby Weapon for 10 extra dollars? You didn't call for my and ball that's what they're going to do. And, and, and I, I had this argument with, uh, with, with Sam Zia back in the day. Would you like Rock Knights of the Round now as a disc <laughs> one game breaker? Yeah. It, it's, oh, it's been, yeah. See, I'm just trying to read your whole comment here. On, yeah. You have to pay extra for the actual gameplay, clothes, extra boss, all kinds of stuff. From what I understand, it's going to cost more than it's worth. And yeah, I, I don't doubt that. One iota. And that's where I had the point of potential with Sam Zia when we, we argued over this last year, mm-hmm. uh, around this time. I was like, no, it's, they're going to milk this, and then they're going to burn out the, the, the freaking player base. There's going to be a small, like, tiny wedge of dedicated, like, a, like a, 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 a well, percentile of, you know, people who buy games. There's going to be a small little pie wedge. Those are the people who come out and pay and buy all that stuff. But I don't know if it's going to be enough to support all these expansions, so you're going to buy a game that may or may not ever get completed. And Square realizes they're not making enough money back from it. You know what they're going to do? They're going to do like they did with Final Fantasy XV, where they're going to release the game, unfinished, oops, mm-hmm. and then they're going to release the expansions. And then when they realize... And the Royal Edition? Yeah, and that's exactly what they're mm-hmm. going to do when they realize, oh, snap. People aren't buying this game as we thought it would. Now we're just going to have to rush out the whole thing and give you the complete version, which is the Royal Edition. Which no, I don't. Honestly, at this point, I don't think they can because I don't think they can afford to make the rest of it. They can't afford to not make Final <laughs> finish Final Fantasy VII. 
Because we were talking about just like cutting off your nose to spite your face. I was like, oh wait, like if they don't have enough finance, or if if it, the big thing they always used to say why they didn't remake it on PS3 because it's going to be incredibly expensive to take a PS1 game and just have that same scope in in a modern game. Dude, have you seen the character models? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, if this doesn't sell incredibly well, they can't afford to finish it. Here's what they do. I, I, I think you're not understanding game development. No, I am. No, they I have am. to pay all these people to create the stuff. They, it's not It's not like it's done and they're just going to release it all. Like, yeah. So, Pete, let, let's put this in a comic book analogy for you. If the first few issues don't sell well and you can't pay the artist yeah. to finish it, then you can't make the rest of the book. Exactly. But I'm saying... They can't make the rest of the book unless they freaking bankrupt Square Enix. Which wouldn't be the first time. But <laughs> here's the thing. this All they got to do is go back to the well, just like they just like how they're doing yeah. now. All they got to do is sit here and say, here's a demo. Here's the Mako reactor. And well, that's, what, that's the demo that they had at E3. And here's two summon spells. You don't give us Bahamut. You don't give us Leviathan. You give us something else that we haven't I, I, seen, and then and you. The blow scope of this mind. project is, is so big. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I, the amount of sales that they're going to have to make to justify finishing this, and if 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 they're if it's going to be sixty bucks for the first eight hours of a seventy-hour game. Oh yeah, that's not financially viable. You, you're just not going to be able to do it. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> But if you give us... you got to pay a 20 to $40 expansion every freaking 6 to 10 hours more of the game that you're going to get. Works for a while. That's a... That is a freaking understanding that an MMO player goes into understanding they're going to pay every month. The yeah. Wow, you pay every month. Do you have any idea how many weeds there are for Final Fantasy VII? There are a lot. I don't know if there's enough people who want to pay every time. I bet you I could walk outside right now. It would literally, remember Die Hard 3 when John McClane was in Harlem with the sign that says, I hate N-words. I swear to God, if I could, if I go back in time, I would use the time stone, go back to last week, and I would have a, those billboard signs that said, Sephiroth coughs on balls. And you, I guarantee you, there'd be, it would be the, that's the equivalent of it. I would get jumped you know how many so of these, hard. Yeah, but you know how many of these weeds are actually going to pay for it? Everybody who threw a punch at me. <laughs> there's a lot, as we've learned in video games, there's a lot of people who say they're going to buy something and don't. Also true. <laughs> there's a lot of people who, who are happy to spend other companies' money. Yeah, also true. Like a, lot, a lot of people, like, you know, to bring back a swamp thing, a lot of people say, oh, just, just pay, who cares about the taxes? Just pay to make the rest. You're spending someone else's yeah. money. There's a lot of nerds out there happy to be like, it's not my money. Spend it. And, and the funny thing too, dude, as I read this article about how a lot of people complaining about something being canceled and no one was stealing it anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> the people who are complaining the most are the people who are not paying. They're not putting their share in to help contribute to this fucking <laughs> yeah. nonsense. There's this disconnect between the the, the circle of uh, of, of, mm-hmm. of economics. Like, all right, I like this. I'm going to pay for it. That way, they know I like it and they'll make more. Yeah. And there's this weird disconnect where like, I'm not gonna pay for this shit. <laughs> it's the internet. Why and I hate I it. For something? And then they wait, there's just a straight line. We don't get money back into yeah. it. The money doesn't come back around back into like, oh cool, let's make more. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're skipping a step, they're like a bunch of underpants gnomes. They don't understand. Like, oh, steal underwear. Profit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't get it. They're like, oh, you have to if you love 
a product, you have to support it for it to survive. You can't put this, oh, thoughts and prayers. Let me throw all my thoughts and prayers yeah. into this product, and it'll come back. Which is why Resident Evil 4 keeps selling, and the others don't. But you got to put out a quality product in the first place. Yeah. Is Final Fantasy, will Final Fantasy 7 be a quality product? I believe that it is. I, I think it's going to be a quality product, but the way they're presenting it, 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 it is not a sustainable... That's the word I'm looking it, for. It's not a sustainable product, the way they're presenting it, where you're going to have to pay 20 to $40 every six to six months to a year to continue playing it. For six hours. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For six hours, you're, it's like, all right, cool. I'm done. It's like, it's, 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 it's why Destiny has gone to hell. It's because like they put out a new expansion for forty bucks, and people would be done with it in a week. They're like, "We want more." It, it's it's unsustainable yeah. to to you, it, for them to finish. I, I think that's honestly it's why they have to do it episodically because it would take them another ten years to do all of Final Fantasy VII in one game, and then charge you two hundred bucks for it to justify how much they spent to make the goddamn thing. Not gonna lie. I would probably pay. I know dollars. some people would pay, but for, for them like, to put like literally like the MCU budget for the all of their movies into one game, because well, yeah, it's the, the the development cost, uh, and that's why video games are so fucking high risk now, because it's not like well, comic books. Mm-hmm. It's kind of relatively stayed the same. The cost of production. I mean, maybe the cost for talent has gone up, but the cost to make a comic is still relatively. Yeah. Static. I mean, I'm sure over time, inflation has caused the cost of a project. Like, it, Pete Molini here, him, an artist, another writer, they put together their old comic. They made it. They made a they made a, 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 a print run yeah. that you could afford, mm-hmm. and you are selling them. That works. But in video games, it's not worth that. No. It, what used to take ten people to make a game now it takes a thousand people to make a game. You have to pay these thousands of people, all of them a living wage, or drive them insane, burn them out, cause them to leave industry, or go insane, mm-hmm. put them through crunch, make them work 15-hour days, to maybe put a shitty, buggy game out on time, or you delay a game, Nintendo, and try not to drive your people insane, make, or you drive your fans insane because they have to wait longer because they've been conditioned by Activision and EA to expect a game every year when it is not fiscally or physically possible it's fiscally what they want because they want a game every year that sells call of duty call of duty but gamers have been conditioned like why do i have to wait three years for a game we waited fucking five years for we'd have to wait a console generation for some sequels metroid zelda (laughs) there was one uh, other than the freaking the original nes and then, well, I don't really count Majora's Mask because they just repurposed a whole bunch of fucking, uh, what do you call it? I mean, they repurposed the assets. They repurposed the assets. They still so have they to make the a brand same, new game. They still have to make a new game. A game that you play the same four hours over and over and you win the same. But they usually just do one per console generation. There's one Mario Kart per console generation. That's what, you don't see Mario Kart every fucking year. Zelda's, lately they've been kind of pushing it where like, well, I guess that Twilight Princess should have been a GameCube game, but it was also a Wii game and so then they had Skyward Sword, and then Breath of the Wild should have been a Wii U game, but it was also a, a Switch game. You know, good. They take about three, four years to work on these things, so sometimes the development cycle kind of overlaps. But they take three to four years to make these games. All these other companies are forcing games to come out at a much faster rate, 
therefore hurting the quality and then over time hurting the brand. That's why Call of Duty is no longer the biggest selling game anymore because they keep shitting out these bad ones and now like they had to put all their fucking eggs in this basket for this Modern Warfare which was basically a remake of like the original one that caused this entire yeah. Call of Duty mess in the Go first place. Figure. But if you let, let I want to talk about quality. And let me tell you my favorite booth that I saw at the Electronic Entertainment Expo. There's this wonderful company called Arcade One Up. And they have been playing with the feelings of people my age <laughs> and older and slightly younger. They create these amazing mini arcade scenes. So you go find the video on, 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 on our Facebook page. I, I took several videos. I took three videos. I took three videos of that booth. One video of their Marvel superheroes arcade stand. It's a little oh. mini arcade cabinet. It's a it's an affordable arcade cabinet. Yeah. Arcade cabinet you can have at home. They they range from two hundred to like three hundred and fifty bucks. These arcade cabinets, which is a lot less expensive than getting an actual arcade cabinet, which mm-hmm. can get you up in thousands. Yeah. And then on, on top of finding the game, mm-hmm. and so these awesome things like they had the Marvel one, which had the original X Men fighting game, X Men: Children of the Atom. Ugh. And then the one that came out after that, Marvel Superheroes. I love that game. Infinity! <laughs> Final Justice! And then um, Maximum Spider. That's what I, there it is. That's my boy right Proton there. Proton Cabin. Uh, back before Iron Man was cool. Yeah. Back when, it's my Sunday best. <laughs> I swear to God that's what he said. You can't convince me of otherwise. He I, said that, I, and I, then he would hit you with the Proton Cabin. Don't even know. Proton? And then the third game on there, which was personally my favorite of the three... The Punisher game, the one where it's you and Nick Fury just uh, final fighting it through a oh, bunch of dudes. Oh, and you'd randomly so get a gun and you just mow everyone down. Uh, I played that for a good 10 minutes before I was like, oh man, I'm wasting time here. I need to go take videos. I was like, this is cool. I'm like, I'm killing a bunch of dudes with the Punisher. This is awesome. And then they had that. They had a Marvel one. And then the one that really just, oh, I, 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 I'm going to say goodbye at $350 at some point. <laughs> they had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, oh. which had the original yeah. arcade game. Oh, and oh, also so Turtles in Time. Yeah. So and it's not just two players, it's uncomfortably four players. Yeah. Or as me and my brother discovered, you could play two players. If you have big hands like the Cervantes boys have, you could... <laughs> use your pinky and your thumb to control the thumbstick and use this thumb and this pinky to hit the attack button. Oh, man. <laughs> we played four players with two people. We're kicking ass. Uh, I was Leonardo and, and Michelangelo. My brother was Rafael and Donnie. <laughs> we were just like, fuck it, let's go. It's so amazing. It's a literal arcade version. I mean, it's a little mini arcade. With the modern, it comes with everything. You build it yourself. It, comes, it ships to you flat and, it, mm. and you build it yourself and it comes with a nice little LCD monitor you play, and it's on free play already, and you're just like shell shocked. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, so so yeah. TL, check check uh, check out either my uh, Instagram or my uh, or check out the the, the my the, the Facebook page. There are videos of like me just losing my goddamn mind, and the rest of the booth. They had a. Uh, I guess these are ones that have already come out. I did. I, I knew about the Street Fighter one. There's one where they have mm-hmm. uh, OG uh, Street Fighter Champion Edition. Uh, they have Ultra, and then they have freaking Super or Super. They have like three awesome Street Fighter ones. On the other side, they I saw they had one with Mortal Kombat one, two, and three. Which are the literally only good ones. the last time I ever played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, I haven't played any of these modern ones, or even the ones from PS2 going on full forward. And uh, there's they have all those. They had all right, so I don't know if y'all went to Murray Calendars back in the day. Hey, yeah. And I don't know if you remember how like sometimes in the wait in the little waiting lobby 
they'd have that little flat glass yeah, yep. that had like Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Yeah. They had a prototype of a Street Fighter one. It had I've two screens where like one for one person on one side and one for the other person. And it had basically the contents of the 30th anniversary package. It was pending licensee approval. Oh, oh no, my wallet. It burns. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's a flat one, but you can yeah. just use it as a table. You can have your soda right there. You can, you can have your, your drinks off my your drinks. <laughs> you can have your chips right there. You have one screen for you and one screen for the other person, and you're just throwing down on oh. Street Fighter. It had like, it had all the freaking. It had the Street Fighter twos, had the supers, and it had the freaking Street Fighter threes. Man, my heart. Oh, <laughs> Elizabeth I, is the big one. And then, and much like the Sega booth, they had the world's largest. Uh, arcade booth. They had, a, they had a giant way to walk upstairs and there's a big old controller and some big buttons and uh-huh. you could play Street Fighter on this giant one. <laughs> it's like the size of your store here. Yeah. Pete. Oh. That, that, that was literally my favorite booth and they also had a whole bunch they had some like I guess if you put some slant wall in your house you can just put a, a, a little one on, on your slant wall that way you don't have to like put on the ground. There was one that you could have on the countertop they had all the all the bunch of classic arcade you know freaking Galaga or freaking yeah. Joust or whatever all a bunch of like like you can just put it right here. It's like it's like like this big. You set it down. Yeah, that that was my favorite booth of the show. Our arcade one up. These guys, they understand that everyone who was a kid in the in or a teen in the in the mid early nineties has money now. Yeah, they have jobs and hopefully disposable income, and they could put a literal mini arcade in their house and they. Because it's kind of low to the ground, but they, they sell you a little booster. You put a little booster. That's a, uh, the arcade one-up booster raises up so you can play it standing. <laughs> broken this man's heart. My little girl birthday coming up. I'm supposed to be spent saving money for that. You could just Homer Simpson it and be like, honey, this is for you. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's for us. We can all play you and Gianna and Noah and Elvia. You guys can play four players, Turtles in Time. They're not going to want to play because I'm going to boot them all off the machine. <laughs> One of them's like puts a drink up on the table, be like, uh, "Excuse me, you couldn't put a drink on the table on the machine thirty years ago. You ain't gonna do it now. Get your... They gonna have me start cussing again." Boy, I tell you, these kids. I know it is it, it, pretty. It's pretty amazing. That that was probably the best booth of the show for me, hands down. Just like because you know what you could do at that booth, unlike almost all the other booths. Play games? You could play games! <laughs> you could try these out! Because some people get frustrated and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get their asses whipped, Marvel superheroes or, 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 or X-Men uh, trolling the atom, which, man, I forgot that was a wonky-ass controlling game. I don't know how the fuck I beat Magneto back in the day. You beat Magneto? Yeah! Yeah, I beat his ass! But I, I could only do it with either Psylocke or Colossus. Oh, so like everybody else. Okay, never mind. Why? Because I've never... No, I saw one guy do it with Storm, and he's... I'm pretty sure there was, like, some sort of sorcery or soul exchange <laughs> that allowed him the dexterity to do it, because that game cheated. Oh, yeah! Terribly. Well, the only reason was that I, we had it in our comic shop. It, at, at freaking yeah. Sil- we had it at Silver Age Comic Galaxy, and I would just play it every day, because it would just be frustrating as fuck. Like, sit there, like, as I got my ass owned by fucking Iceman, and just oh, fucking yeah. throw his hand into the Ice sky, Man. and all of a sudden... Blop, a, a giant, giant block of ice. ice yeah. crushes you. I'm like, oh, cool. It was funny because I remembered how Cyclops would play. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. If I hit jab, he'll just shoot it low. If I hit medium, he'll get all 
freaking hand on the hip and shoot it <laughs> straight forward. <laughs> and if you do fierce, you just shoot it straight up. It's like someone tries to jump at you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I remember he had the cool kind of like weird kind of like wannabe blade kick, but it wasn't yep. a blade kick. I remember that. Hit oh, man. Yep, and then he kind of played like Ryu because he had a little uppercut. Oh, and if you do it with Fierce, he blasts you with it. Yeah, God. So I, played, then I, I played a whole bunch of Marvel superheroes. I, I had to get away from that fucking booth. <laughs> I was just like, I'll beat that ass with Iron Man. But I, I wish I had used Spider Man because Spider Man was like my favorite character. Win one for JJ. That was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got that game. Little camera will come down. Yeah, little yeah. camera comes down. <laughs> Maximum Spider. <laughs> no I mean, idea. How Infinity! Many, you have no idea how many egos I crushed in that game. Yeah, I got my asking my black card, though. I forgot my black card. Black card is a cheater. <laughs> and then I went. I remember I thought I was hot. I thought I was Kingfish. And uh, when that game was, was hot, I was at E3. And they had like a little tournament going on. And I realized how much I sucked. <laughs> the the gap between it's like martial arts, man. There's always someone better than you. No, dude. The gap between <laughs> There's always someone better than you. The gap between how good I was at golf and stuff, where I ruled with an iron fist, <laughs> and how good I wasn't at E3, was literally it was like if a child came up to you and said, "I'm gonna knock the stuffing out of you," and you just held them back like this. And then just waffle stomped them with one hand and just like drove them into the ground Looney Tunes style. That was how bad I got stomped. Embarrassing does not even begin to describe it. And I have lost to a man who beat me literally using his elbows. Damn, I, I thought me getting my ass kicked by, by a Capcom playtester was pretty bad. No, you lose to a man who beats you with his elbows. And I don't mean like Muay Thai. I mean like he used his elbows like he didn't have hands. He just played like this. And I don't even know to this well, day. I, how like some awesome. sort of like weird Buddhist monk. Yeah. Who swore to never use his hands again. Yeah. These are lethal weapons. I could never use them again. But I will beat you with my elbows. My elbows, on the other hand, will even the playing field. And no, they didn't. He still waffle stumped. That, 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 okay, that, that's still probably better than... When I, uh, there was one uh, GameStop conference where, like, at the Capcom little room that we went to, they had one of the guys who, his job was to play Street Fighter. Uh-huh. And, like, if any of us could beat him, they'd give us a bag full of Capcom games. Needless to say... <laughs> no one got a bag. No one got that bag full <laughs> of Capcom games. I faced him. He two-round perfect me with Hugo in uh, Street oh. Fighter Three. Yeah, you were a monster in that game. I just sat there going, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I knew how to play Street Fighter, but they were like, Street Fighter 3? Oh, I suck at this one. Yeah, no, I'm no, like, no. I never was good at that one. <laughs> I, 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 I got okay with Dudley because I like to be a dick with Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> but you do that fan where you like just kind of drop Apparently there's a message here for you, uh, Jai, from TL Reef. Jai, the mom says hi and wanted to know when you got old. LOLOL. Not old. <laughs> Black doesn't crack. Black don't crack. So uh, aside from that, the I love my mom. <laughs> the the rest of the show was I, it was just me walking around. The, the the other highlight that I that I I enjoyed was a, a booth that wasn't really even a booth. They had the video game museum was there, and they had a whole oh. bunch of stuff curated from the, the video game museum. I saw some of those pictures, dude. Yeah, so you should check out the video. The video was like I I took video of a whole bunch of stuff. They had an NES with battle to it because they hated people. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. And, uh, yeah, I played that for, like, a minute, and I was like, oh, yeah, this game is infinitely horrible. Oh, no, it's not bad. It's really hard. 
It's bad if you want to have fun. <laughs> if, if your goal is to have fun, then Battletoads, Battletoads is, is bad. Good. But if your goal is to be challenged and, and hate yourself, then Battletoads is exactly what the is <laughs> prescribed for you. Battletoads causes depression. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, the other big surprise to me, and I documented this on, on one of the YouTube videos, uh, Bethesda. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you recall Bethesda old booth at E3. used to just be a monolith. Yeah. That you could not walk inside. It was very closed off. They were the current E3 before E3 became what it was. They were the first, they were the ones who'd be like, no, you cannot see the new Elder Scrolls. Only the media and select invited guests can come inside and see Elder Scrolls. Yep, I remember that. They are the opposite of that now. Well, that's good. Their booth is just like, it was wide open. They had a Rage 2, which was already out, but it's funny how that always happens. Like, if something yeah. comes out a month or two before E3, they just said, fuck it, they'll just put it on display there. Mm -hmm. Maybe to encourage people in the trade. Hey, look, check out this game that just came out last month. Please buy more. Yeah. Uh, they had Wolfenstein. They had Doom Eternal. They had all... They, I, was, I was so surprised at how many games they had on display. All oh, it was just like... Like, it looked like it. Like, and that one, I think if I had wanted to, I probably could have walked up and waited 15 to 20 minutes to play a game. Mm -hmm. they, had, they had relatively short lines, but again, time was of the essence. I only had three hours of non-gamer pastime. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I saw it. I was very astounded at how, like, oh, Bethesda, they kind of reversed their previous E3 stance of, like, being very uh, uh, isolationist. Mm -hmm. And now they are very, oh, please, come, play our games. We'll really see more than one game a year now. <laughs> we're, we're more than just Fallout. Yeah, yeah. The more just Fallout one year and Elder Scrolls the other year, and then nothing else in between. Yeah. Occasionally a Doom game here and there. Well, I heard that the new Doom um, was really good across across all systems. Yeah, the one that came out yeah. uh, last year, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be really good. Yeah, my yeah. brother's got it for the Switch. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, the f you could tell where they had to make some concessions. Right. But... It's you can take. You can carry it with game. you. You can carry it with you. Mm -hmm. uh, what was really fun for me is the Namco Bandit booth, and then they had a, a Dragon Ball Z game, which I, I couldn't. I didn't want to wait in the line to try it out. But I learned today in an article on the internet, they're releasing a Dragon Ball Z RPG where you're mm -hmm. going to play as Goku. Dragon Ball Kakarot. Yeah, yeah Dragon Ball Kakarot. Nice on that. And uh, the weird thing is, they're going to make sure you're underpowered. Like, like where you have to, like, kind of level up to yeah. get strong enough. But, so Raditz is going to kick your dick in and take your child. <laughs> they're keeping it true to the, to the manga, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then apparently there's going to be, like, a lot of, like, the, the stuff that people call filler, like, is going to be a big part of the game where you're going to walk around and talk to people. Like, lunch is in the game. I wonder if they're going to make you drive. We got to do it. Oh, that is like the <laughs> second thing I thought of. Oh, like, oh my god! I hope yeah, there's a sequence of you and Piccolo learning how to drive. There's a scene of Chi-Chi yelling at you to be a productive member of society, and you have to get a driver's license. I mean, on that alone, because I just thought it was like another Budokai, but just only focused on like the first part of Dragon Ball Z. I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it's like another Budokai game. But after I read this article where they went in more in depth into yeah. this game, I was like, oh. I think I'd be interested in playing this game. Even though I'll be freaking Goku the whole time, I can Team Four Star my way through it. Yeah. Write my own dialogue. <laughs> well, it's, it's done by the same guys who did the um, the Naruto games. Right. Oh, I see. And, uh, Cyber Connect 2, I think. And I, if these are the same Naruto games, well, these might be. Well, I, there, there, there's a series I really enjoyed on the, on, on the Xbox 360. There's a couple like uh, Horizon Ninja, and then there's a, a, a Sacred Bond. That the, I, 
those were very like GTA style Naruto games where you really literally ran around the the, the, yeah, the, the hidden leaf village. Run around the and it was and... it was so much fun. I enjoyed playing the crap out of that game. I I remember I had to go out and get a replacement because I accidentally kicked my 360 and it put oh. a ring right right through the game. And I, had, I had to go out and I was so for oh my god I went out and got a replacement for that immediately. That's how I was, that's how much fun I was having with a with Rise of a Ninja. So, yeah. like, but I understand that obviously in the PS3 and PS4 now they, there's been a bunch of uh, Naruto games. So those, yeah. so I'm assuming those are also good. Yes. And so like, I, I was actually very intrigued by this Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I, I even if you watch my video, I do my own little improvisation. Like, oh look, finally they someone uses your actual name, <laughs> Kakarot. I don't know. I don't think people like carrots. I hate you. <laughs> And of course, uh, last but not least, uh, Nintendo, you know, they, they had their big booth. And uh, something I learned over the weekend from the Wall Street Journal is that uh, Nintendo is moving their production from China. Uh, uh, apparently, they, they, they've stopped manufacturing stuff in Japan. And they've been manufacturing everything in China, but now they're going to be moving it elsewhere. They're mm -hmm. moving it out of China into somewhere else in Southeast Asia. I don't know if it's going to be Malaysia or Singapore or somewhere else where they can... Enslave uh, <laughs> poor people into putting together electronic components. Thanks, Trump. Where, 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 where does Apple make all these things? <laughs> no, I don't know. What third world country? And so, yeah, I, I thought that was very curious because I'm sure with all the with all the, all the tariffs, uh, the, uh, I, I think I don't know if it was you or Lamar saying it's it's not just the tariffs. It was like something else beyond that. It was more than just that. Why they're moving their production? Yeah, it was Lamar elsewhere. It was some sort of like there's all kinds of other nonsense coming out of China where like everyone's trying to move their businesses out of there beyond the tariffs. Although having, I think it's what, 25% now oh, that the tariffs are up to? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine tacking on an extra $75 to a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Your $300 Nintendo Switch switches to a $375 Nintendo Switch. Yeah, no. yeah they're moving that shit out of Asia. <laughs> they're moving that shit out of China. I thought that was very uh, interesting. Well, was there any other news from E3 that, that, that intrigued you, Mr. Jai T. Um, Polidor? Um, I, I, my whole thing, uh, my whole takeaway from E3 mm -hmm. was, you know, as I said in my Facebook post where um, every other company was like, here's a bunch of stuff that you'll be able to play next year. Next year. And Nintendo mm -hmm. was like, hey, dude, I got some stuff. For, I heard you like games, so I'm going to give you some <laughs> games for your game system, and you can play those things right now. And Yeah, apparently, uh, what was it, up? Uh, that there's a cadence of Hyrule game that came out today. On the day of E3, it was like, here you go, new game. It's almost like every E3, there's like, when they do their trailer, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, that comes out now. now. So when you leave the convention center, you can stop yeah. by a place I think and it, pick that up. Last year they had Fortnite. Last year it was know? Fortnite. Yeah. Like as soon as they did. Literally, as soon as the direct was done, I was like, oh, cool. Let me download this Fortnite That's game and what see I what did. it's all like, about. <laughs> Let me see what this Fortnite game is all about. Oh, it's about me getting killed while building something. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> and, and, oh, and they're bringing back, back Panzer Dragoon. Squee. Oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Let me see. What is the game where you create your own character and the characters are made the main characters? I believe that's Xenoverse. That's uh, back, back to the you know, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, or as I call it, back to the Xenoverse, yeah. or back to the future, where you get to fuck with time. You know, the time god has you go through time like Marty McFly, 
and try to preserve things. Set keep things the way they are in the manga and the cartoon. Yeah, I think I, I bought Xenoverse Two for the Switch because I found it for like twenty bucks on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. So I went and bought that because I wanted to see what that game was all about. And it was interesting. Uh, it was like a, I, I got kind of bored of it quickly. Yeah, Fighter Z is is where it's at. Yeah, that game is re- retarded fun. It, it is quite. You gotta have ready. a D pad though or a joystick because mm-hmm. playing on the analog that the Switch has is just. It's not. Oh, really? You picked it up for Switch? I, I well, have... I originally bought. I'm going to have to do the same thing with Samurai Showdown. Um, wait. Um, yeah, the, the Samurai Showdown coming out on Switch as well? Or? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to bring it out on the PS4 and the Xbox first. And then I believe by the fall, it'll be out for the Switch and the PC. But yeah, that's what I had to do with Dragon Ball Fighters. I bought that for my PS4. And. Um, then I had to buy it again for the Switch so that I could lay the smack down on my little brother because mm-hmm. he keeps trying to challenge me, but I don't know why. I mean, he knows he can't. I'm, I'm like Ivan Drago, and he's like Apollo Creed. Oh, so you just keep killing him? I just, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's murder. Yeah. It's a, so it's murder, you say? It's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, see, for me, I think the, the, the biggest uh, news for me that, that, that really inspired me was Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah. After being... Uh, dormant? Dormant in Japan. No, it, it had been trapped in Japan for the last four or five years. They were releasing it over here. It originally seemed like it was only going to be on the Xbox, but later on it was announced by Microsoft. Like, oh yeah, it's coming out on PS4 and uh, it's Nintendo Switch and then PC. I was like, be still, my beating heart. And aren't they supposed to allow crossplay on that too? Yeah. It was nice knowing you, dude. I'll, I'll miss you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'll just be ha- I'll, I'll be happy to, to to play the true Destiny sequel, of Fantasy Star Online Two. I'll be I'll be happy to finally play that. I I enjoy that game because that's the reason I like Destiny because that game reminded me of Fantasy Star. Online. Does Does Rosa know that she's never going to see you again? She'll see me. And we live in the same house. I'm gonna say the house isn't that big. So house isn't that big. It's a, it's a house for a hobbit. She's gonna be like, it's a house for a hobbit. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna go far. She's gonna be on the Steve Harvey show. Steve, I don't know what happened to my husband. No, no, no. Because you know what? You know why she's gonna be able to see me? I don't have an unlimited hotspot on this thing. Oh, okay. I'll only be able to online as long as I have a uh, internet on this phone, and then uh, they they only give me so many gigs of high speed. Oh, I, I can I can only imagine my my the the low speed. Verizon hotspot internet because was, we don't have Wi-Fi in our house. We're we, we're in 1998 in in our household. Man, I, I, I we have some, those days. Yeah, it's okay. I I I've lived with cutting the cord. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is my this is my, my this is my reality. <laughs> this is my normal. Hell yeah, that's why I download everything if I can. Leave me. Yeah, right. so I I will occasionally uh I will occasionally uh, hit the hotspot and update my switch. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, but going back, I think the, aside from knowing that they are producing in, that they're making the sequel to Breath of the Wild, um, mm-hmm. easily the best game of the last 20 years. Um, yeah, Breath of the Wild's really good. It's a Zelda game that even, uh, it's a 3D Zelda that even I like, and I hate 3D Zelda. Yeah, he's a communist dog. <laughs> um, but this game is good. I, I enjoyed it when I was playing it. I mean, I, I, I've heard that there are people who don't like Breath of the Wild, and those people probably don't like bacon either, so you should not <laughs> trust those people. Um, Even I like Breath of the Wild. I was against it. I was against it. I told you. And then I found it on sale. Like, I got it for like 35 bucks, combining a couple of deals at Best Buy, and I'm like, all right, for 35 bucks, I can be disappointed. And no, I was not disappointed. It's really good. You need to go back and play it. 330 
plus hours is what I've put in. I don't know if I can do that. You, mm-hmm. you say that, but then what's going to happen It's is, been a while. The last time I did that was, was Bravely Default. Ooh. That's the last time I did that. God, I would love a sequel to that, although I need to finish Octopath Traveler. But anyway, no, getting back, knowing that they're making a there sequel to no that. There was no sequel to Bravely Default. There was no sequel. One of these days I'm going to finish the not sequel to Bravely Default. There was no sequel. But. Just like there was no Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> there was no X-Men The Last Stand. <laughs> there wasn't a lot. There was no Angley Hulk. There was no... I've heard, I've heard there's four alien movies, but I've only seen two. <laughs> yeah, no, overall, it's a, as an old man, who like, this was like my, my 14th or 15th E3, I lost track. This was very, like, yeah. So the, the biggest thing I have, at 2 o'clock, they let in all the Gamer Pass people. And it was not unlike San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. You could not comfortably walk around anywhere. Yeah. The, every single aisle was swarming with people. It was, in, yeah. My, my, my brother found me, and I hung out with my brother for a little while. That, that literally, that's the only reason I even stayed past 2 o'clock, is my brother wanted to hang out. And I'm like, I want to hang out with my baby bro. I didn't see him in a little bit. Hung out. I took him to the arcade booth. Uh, yeah, that's where we, we played uh, Team Human together. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, you know, I was like around like close to four o'clock. I'm like, ah, or like like three or something. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to the Seven Eleven across the street and buy some water. Fuck convention center prices. Real talk. Four fifty for this much water. Fuck them, mm-hmm. motherfuckers. I was so mad. I literally walked up. Like I, I grabbed the water. I was prepared to pay two fifty. Maybe $3. I was quite thirsty. I was prepared to give up $3. I'm like, all right, I understand the rules. I This isn't my first rodeo. Mm-hmm. I've been to enough conventions in my life to know. If you want refreshment now, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. I walked up that water, a fucking bottle of like Aquafina or whatever. She scanned it and told me four fifty. I laughed, grabbed the bottle, and walked it back to the fridge. <laughs> It wasn't enough for me to just walk away from the bottle. No, I grabbed it, took it, walked it back to the fridge. I said, "Fuck that!" <laughs> They're crazy, man. I was gonna be like, maybe if I paid another dollar, I could have got a beer. Nah, beer was like nine bucks. <laughs> Fuck that! <laughs> nine dollars for a beer, a domestic even. <laughs> maybe if it had been an import, I might have been inclined to spend nine dollars on a beer. That might have been just as refreshing. Fuck that noise. I left the convention center. Oh, dude, it's a fuck. They have security checkpoints. My God, oh, yeah. I, I, I I was freaking five minutes away from getting my 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 bag, my tea bag checked. My God, like do you recall this ever happening before? Giant tea potter, where you're getting uh, uh, you gotta walk through a metal detector. You gotta, I had empty, I felt like I was going into a courthouse. I had to empty my pockets, <laughs> my phone, my portable charger, my freaking keys. My freaking pen. Thankfully, I had my box cutter from work. I had to freaking go get. I had a, I hid my box cutter in a plant <laughs> and went back and retrieved it after the show. <laughs> I've had this motherfucker for thirteen years. I was not gonna give it up. <laughs> this motherfucker has been with me for thirteen fucking years. I was not gonna have this thrown away at a goddamn E three. My dumbass red tail up, leaving the car. <laughs> I need it for work. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. It, I, I remember going, I remember there being security. Um, I don't remember it being... You got the, checked. Yeah, I don't remember it being... Fucking, they the, had the fucking, 
Remember we had to walk through the fucking metal detector and then do the wand? Yeah, it was just the guy with the wand. Alright, go on in. Yeah, but I mean, nowadays, I mean, a couple, yeah. couple years ago, was it some guy trying to kill the yeah, Green Power Ranger? That's right. So <laughs> now so, I mean. they gotta watch out. And then there's cosplayers going to E3. Of course there are. Why? <laughs> Why? You're not gonna see the developer. They're not walking the show floor. They're gonna be, hey, look, check it out. Someone's dressed up as my character. Which sucks because back in the day, there would were developers walking the floor. Yes, I remember interviewing fucking Ted Price about Ratchet and Clank. I had that video somewhere on a camcorder. I should dig it up and put it on the YouTube page. I remember seeing... I caught him out of the corner of my eye, Miyamoto, just as he was walking into... walking behind the curtain. I was like... Ah, ah, da, da, da. Did I, I ever tell you my Miyamoto story? Don't do that. Don't give me hope. I, I, I met Miyamoto. 2006. Remember that time when I killed you and I, and I was not... <laughs> Able to bring you back to life because I did in not. In 2006, I got to go. In, uh, that was the one year I had an exhibitor badge, and it was a bottle that because I got my badge. It was like, my first E3. It was some as a Nintendo employee. Some terrible John Wick tragedy with a water bottle. So I got to go in early before anybody else, and I walked to the Nintendo booth, right, and that was the year the Wii was on display, the the and there was no object. line because I was an exhibitor that year. The only year I've ever been an exhibitor. He doesn't know this, but today's his uh, last night. <laughs> and so I go in to play the Wii, and I see one of my co- one of my coworkers who I know, and I'm like, "Hey, Chris, how's it going?" He hands me a Wii remote. This thing's interesting. What the hell? I, I I played bowling or something, and out of the corner of my eye, what do I see? But a man standing. He was standing behind a pillar. Mr. Miyamoto, the creator of uh, Mario, The Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong, freaking Pikmin. Uh, Friggin' Nintendogs. I'm <laughs> like, all the stuff that he's made. He's made many a thing. Not Metroid. No. He's honest. the reason why Metroid Prime did not suck, though. And, uh, I saw him. He was, like, just watching people play. And it was, it was, it was getting very close to when the, the show doors were going to open. And I ran over there like a fucking goober. I fucking threw the remote at my friend Chris. And I ran. I'm like, Miyamoto-san! Miyamoto-san! <laughs> Goober. And, and I had my Nintendo work shirt on. I was so nintendo I was like, I, was, I work for Nintendo motherfuckers. I had my work badge on me. I was like, I'll be able to sign it. Like, and I shake his hand. And I'm like, can I take a picture? He looked at his watch. And he looked at me. He's like, so sorry. No time for a picture. And I'm like, it's okay. Run. Hi. And that was my Miyamoto moment. I, I unfortunately only got to meet two of the Nintendo Triforce. I got to meet Reggie twice, working for Nintendo. Got to meet Miyamoto. Never got to meet Mr. Iwata. Closest I ever got was like eight feet away from him at an all-company meeting back back in Nintendo. We had a, they had a whole... They brought in every Nintendo employee. They had all of us in Seattle. It was the brand new headquarters they had just built the year before. We all sat in this, in this giant cafeteria. They lined us all up. And I was in the second row. And like as far as me to that Iron Man... Helmet. That's where Mr. Iwata was. And he sat in the chair and he laughed at every ridiculous, stupid question they asked. Because there was this, like, they, 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 they took a bunch of questions and they put them in a fucking hat. Like, all the employees from the... Well, we didn't get to put any questions in. Because mm. we were all remote employees. But all the local employees, they got to put questions in and they pulled questions from a hat. And they asked them. And every fucking dumb employee question was dumb. And you would see him, as, as the translator would translate to him, you would see him, like, laugh a little. <laughs> 
<laughs> and explain that seems to be more of a Nintendo of America issue and not a <laughs> Nintendo company limited issue. Why can is there please, more Metroid? Can we please get to a more uh, NCL? Because NCL was that's the parent company name. Yeah. Nintendo company limited. That's the entire company where like we worked for NOA and I worked for beneath NOA NMI. I worked for Nintendo Merchandising Incorporated. We were. I was like three steps away from Nintendo, <laughs> but I still was a Nintendo employee. <laughs> and yeah, I was sitting there like elbowing my friend. I'm like, what are these fucking stupid ass questions? You got a fucking Satoru Iwata. The man created Kirby for God's sake. The man was the president of Nintendo. And they're asking about the fucking cafeteria food. Fucking idiots. Fucking morons. Ungrateful. Go you had this like I like I so wanted to meet him and it's stuff like I kept laughing because like he, he he sat there and he was very amused he looked very much like one of the characters from Final Fantasy Eleven he looked like a Taro Taro <laughs> he'd be amused every time he was like, sitting there in his chair he like <laughs> he'd have this playful laugh at each stupid question <laughs> after uh, the stupid uh, employee questions one after another and I was like oh poor Iwata Sad sitting through all this nonsense but yeah. See, I have to do, like, YouTube videos of just those ridiculous Nintendo stories. I think that'll get a lot of views on the YouTube and the Facebooks. So if you want to get more information, you can always follow us. And now, all my social media is unified under one at, at DreGP Podcast. That's our Twitter. That's our Facebook. That's our Instagram. That's our Twitch. Haven't quite got it to work for, for YouTube, but if you Google Dre's Geek Philosophy... That'll give you all those. If you go to YouTube, just type in Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, you'll get all our YouTube videos. And there's some exclusive videos on there as well, like Dre's Retro Game Minute and all of our E3 2019 videos. They're all in one convenient playlist. Be sure to go check them out. You can follow Pete Maloney at Nostalgic Comics or Nostalgic underscore Comics, depending on which app you are using, social media app you're using. You can follow Giant Gyrizard. Where he is no longer swearing. Can you type out swears? Or is it just only speaking swears? No more swearing. He's not going to swear anymore. We'll see how long that lasts. The memes that I post may have profanity in them. That's but what I'm saying. I, There's always a loophole. I will not be swearing. I, hey, I am just the distributor of the memes. I am not their creator. But I, Jai Polidor, first of his he name. to get people to go with memes. Uh, I will not be, no more swearing. I'm done. No more fucking swearing, huh? No more swearing. God fucking damn it. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Holy motherfucking shit. Regardless of... I will never you. take such a vow. <laughs> I love swearing. I do too, but I... That's why this podcast has an explicit lyrics <laughs> or explicit content at the, at the front of every single one. Don't worry, parents. I'm the good one now. Hold on. I don't think I can roll my eyes hard enough for that one. I almost said that with a straight face. That was close. <laughs> You're the good one. You will... I am the, the good one now. Not to comment on our skin color, but you will always be the brother of the dark, and I will be the brother of the light. You can all, uh, If you want to support the show, donate to our Patreon. We have a Patreon. Just search for Dre's Geek Philosophy. Contribute to there. There's, there's some exclusive content on there. And also, you're helping the show. Uh, you can help uh, help me afford to buy things to to support the show, like more better equipment, uh, a new a new microphone stand because this one doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and get him a notepad. The man needs a notepad. A so notepad. He can make notes for the show. 
I do make notes for the show. You need a notepad. This loose leaf stuff is for for amateurs. Yeah. Yeah. If you like our awesome, our, our current awesome Patreon, Daniel Wong. He is our only patron, but he, you're awesome there, Daniel. And if you want to join Daniel being awesome, go to patreon.com. If you cannot support financially, you can always help in other ways. You can share the video. You can like the video. You can go on our other social media platforms and share and like. If you go on uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or any of these podcast apps, you can rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. And that also helps us without having to spend a dime. So thank you very much for watching. We'll be back here Wednesday night. For the Multiverse Comic Show with Pete Molini. And on Friday, you will get a Dre's Retro Game Minute posted onto YouTube. And I'll put a link right here as well on our Facebook page. So, you guys have anything else to add? No. Konnichiwa, not cussing. <laughs> See, normally he would say konnichiwa, bitches, like the old Dave Chappelle skit. Ah, See, I got you covered there on that one. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Have yourselves a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And for our audio listeners, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. And we might have intro music next time.